When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Heading into the Christmas break with very good holiday spirit. The UCLA Bruins are 11-2. They played just one game this past week, and they walloped UC Davis 81-54. Josh Lewin with you. Thanks so much for joining. We're going to recap pretty much everything that happened here. There were three Bruins in double figures, pretty close to five as it turned out, but they had plenty after kind of a lackluster first half. They turned on those engines in the second half, beat back the Aggies by 27 points. Let's get you courtside. Here's what Tracy Murray and I were talking about when this past Wednesday's game was over. Well, the Bruins go to the holiday break with a hitch in their giddy-up. They take care of UC Davis 81-54 to at a 48-point second half after a bit of a quicksand start to this one. 33 points in the first half. In fact, they trailed this game 9-3, to but all was right with the world soon enough. Jalen Clark, probably the most consistent Bruin, and we've been saying that a lot lately, Tracy. You know, he had that four-point, one-rebound, three-foul game at Stanford when he just still wasn't quite right coming off that uh, illness that he had. And ever since then, well, against Denver, he had a 24-point explosion, one off a career high, 19 more at Maryland, 15 at Kentucky. And in this game today, 18 points to go with 11 rebounds, couple more steals, led the team in assists. He's just doing it all right now. Yeah, he is. I mean, the way he plays, it's almost impossible to have a bad game. He does so much. He guards your best player. He gets a bunch of deflections. He's probably leading the conference in steals. He gets you rebounds, not just defensively, but offensively. He plays a lot bigger than his 6'5 frame, and he's going to get you points, by the way. A little bit of a, a clunky game in many respects, but at the end of it, you had Jalen Clark with 18 points. Tiger Campbell's big second half pushed him to 17, though he had only two assists. 
Jaime Hawkins had a quiet day with 14 points, only had to play 24 minutes. And what I'm looking at more than anything, Tracy, is only 11 assists in this game on the 33 made baskets. Bruins turned it over 10 times. It's a very rare, almost one-to-one assist-to-turnover afternoon. Well, when you don't shoot well, then the assists aren't going to be there because the catch-and-shoots are not normally there that you get your assists from. The lobs for dunks or the drop-offs for layups. That's what gets you your assists. When you're creating shots and getting to the basket or offensive rebound putting it back, that's not an assist, so your assists are going to be low. UCLA getting to the 81 points that UC Davis averaged coming in. And Davis ended up with 54 points, not 81. And I'm, I'm sure they were well aware, Tracy, this was not Eastern Washington. This was not Cal Maritime. Uh, this was not, uh, I'm trying to Sister oh, the poor. Well, holy names. They just played holy names. Holy uh, moly? Know, ho- yeah, holy something else, indeed, to put that on your schedule. So, yeah, I mean, they knew that, that they were up against it today. Give them credit because their scorers did score. Yeah. Elijah Pepper had 16, Robbie Beasley 14, T.Y. Johnson had 13, but Bruins just had too much firepower. You know what? They're going to – they play hard, too. Um, in, in their conference, they're going to, you know, make a little bit of noise. Yeah, I would agree. And this is a, a team that has only one NCAA tournament appearance ever, 2017. They did what the Bruins failed to do, which was win their play-in game in Dayton. Then they got whacked by Kansas by 38. But, yeah, they, I mean, they showed like they could get there again someday. The Bruins, though, showed that they are absolutely a team that is serious about making a run this year. They're up to 11-2. and two. The two losses were on the same weekend. What a lost weekend that was. If you're a UCLA fan, it's hard to remember because so many things have gone well since then. Women's soccer team has won a national championship. Football's headed to the Sun Bowl, and they just got Dante Moore and a dozen other commitments today. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But that weekend, remember, football lost to USC. And the Bruins basketball team lost twice in Vegas. One of those giving up a 17-point lead to Illinois. So it's tough to remember. That was only five weeks ago. And ever since then, it's been blue skies. Right, but it's just something about Vegas to where the Bruins have to get rid of that mental roadblock that they have and, and kind of run through it because we're going to be there again in the Pac-12 tournament, and the Bruins are going to have to find a way to mentally get through that and win that tournament. Vegas, by the way, is also the site of where a Sweet 16 would be this year. You would think that would be a home court advantage, and the Bruins would like to turn it into that by then. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about what happened today. 81-54 final, 40 points in the paint for UCLA. They outscored Davis 26-8 to in terms of points off turnovers. They out-rebounded him, but only by 39-33. to That was a little closer than I think everybody thought it would be. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at the, the um, points off turnovers. Most of that happened in the second half. To their 19 turnovers, you get to 26 points. Uh, the Bruin defense wasn't as active in the first half as they were in the second half. 19 turnovers forced by UCLA. And let's remember that when the Bruins forced 15 or more turnovers, they win. I mean, that's just kind of a thing under Mick Cronin. They also win when they hold the opponents to fewer than 65 points. That is an absolute. They are 58-2 and under Mick when the opponent doesn't get to 65. The two losses were both on last-second shots by USC. Well, like we said, they hang their hat on the defensive end, and, and that's got to be a constant every time they hit the floor. 81-54, to the happy finals. The Bruins do improve to 11-2. and They have won 23 of the last 24 against Big West competition. The only loss was to Cal State Fullerton here at home in 2019. 
that's the kind of loss I just don't see the Bruins ever having again under Mick Cronin. That, that's a focus thing, right? I mean, you, you let the other team come in here as a double-digit underdog and catch fire, and you never extinguish that fire. Early in this game, UC Davis played pretty well, but the Bruins extinguished the fire. Right, but I, I've always said that when games like this come up, this is a, a focus game. This is a concentration game because it's easy to look forward to the next game when you have a an opponent in the building that you think you're through 20, 30 points better than. You have to have a business approach and approach it just like you're playing against Kentucky. Come in, focus, and knock them out early. Bruins have now a pair of 27-point victories in the last week. One of them was at Maryland. The other one was home against UC Davis. I think the one at Maryland probably more impressive on the resume, but this yeah. was the one they needed to get anyway today. So the Bruins, still right around the periphery of being a top 10 team, now have 11 wins already, only two losses. And we're going to hear from one of the key players in the game. Never have talked to Kenny Nuba on the postgame show, and he's been in the program for five years, but he finally has merited that distinction. We're going to have that interview momentarily brought to you by our great friends at the Pernia Law Group and the irrepressible Uncle Artie Pernia, the UCLA grad who's rolling up his sleeves, going to work for you whenever you need him to do so. And the Uncle Artie Foundation has become such a big part of L.A., helping people all over the place, and they want to help you too. Check out their Instagram, at Pernia Law Group and at Uncle.Artie. You can watch some of the stories that have been recently put out there about all the great philanthropic things that Uncle Artie's all about. But in terms of helping you, please do reach out. You can do so most easily on the website. Go to plglaw.com to coordinate your free consultation. That's plglaw.com. Thanks to Uncle Artie, as always, for being such a great Bruins supporter. Now, want to talk to Kenny Nuba? We sure wanted to talk to Kenny Nuba. Here you go. Kenny Nuba was a part of all of that, and he joins us right now. First time in five years on campus that we've been able to sit down with Kenneth Nuba and actually talk to him after a game. We're front runners. We, we waited until you had a four-block shot game to, to finally get you over here. But I want to talk about that. Just, just four? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. It felt like more. I know. You, so you had 11 block shots your entire career until this year. You had four today. That must have felt great. It, when a block shot develops, do you kind of do, do things slow down? I mean, what happens in your in your mind when you see that happening? Uh, honestly, I'm just like a good shot blocking. So sometimes it falls for me. Sometimes it doesn't. And when I got four blocks today, I felt like things was going smoothly and you know just trying to get it off the rim. Anybody trying to lay up. I'll just do it, you know, just go there and block it. Well, I'll tell you what, Kenny, you're one of my favorite Bruins, man. We always joke really? around and talk. Come on, man. You know you're my boy. Um, but, but I'm really proud to see you out there getting regular minutes. Tell them about your process this summer, really getting after it and, and earning that backup position. Honestly, start with patience and, you know, trying to do what is asked for me on the court and do everything necessary as a big man, go in there, rebound, go in there, play up bust off and you know just trying to grind it out and when your name is called you're ready to play so you know i just take it stage by stage and you know in life you just gotta do what you gotta do just to get where you want to get so you can't rush it you know everybody has a different route in life so you gotta you know stay uh patient and don't let anything outside the world just you know mess you up in your head and just do what you gotta do and I noticed that you came back with a different physique, man. Let everybody know what you did this summer. Just get in the gym, <laughs> grind it out, 
lift some weight, eat good, sleep good. <laughs> all that, all that pays in, and you just, you know, your life is gonna change. So it's all about, you know, staying in shape. It's kind of hard. It's it's hard to stay in shape, honestly. And but it's easy to lose them. So yeah. So you just gotta keep. I know it's it's not easy to do. So you just gotta keep going and stay consistent with it. You, you've added the man muscles. That's great. Yes, you, sir. You, you've added the flair to the hair. We, we love it. I mean, I've been have muscle. Come on. <laughs> no, you, you just have more. That's all. Do, okay. Yeah. But but but, but I, I want to talk about the drip. You're, you're dressing like like a stud. You, you get you got the purple hair. I mean, you got you got all kinds of stuff going on right now. Yeah. Um. I'll let me. I'll say something about the hair. Please. You know, may so rest in peace, Jalen. I took the, that idea from him. I've always. Uh, try to copy him. He's a, such a great player, and I love the way he looks and love the way he plays. So I wanted to mimic what he's doing and the way he looks. So he actually put me on with the first lady he, you know, uh, that did his dread. And I was like, you know, what? I want to do this. I want to get my hair like this. So I love me, that. Yeah, but the color part is, you know, when you stay too much in LA, you just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and, and I want to ask you too, I, yeah. what your mom thinks about your look because you got to see her in New York. Yes. And I'm sure that was a thrill for you. I mean, you and your mom are so close, and, and what a wonderful woman she is. Uh, what was that like for you, getting to perform in front of her at Madison Square Garden like that? Well, at first, you know, she gets to watch uh, the first game with North Carolina and Ohio State, right? Mm -hmm. So she she barely understand what was going on, and she she was like, you know, didn't know what was going on. But then when we came in, she started picking it up and seeing what I'm doing. And, you know, the first time she showed me, she, she was stunned. And we were like, oh, my gosh, Kenny. No, not Kenny. Beluchuku, you so big. <laughs> so she was, like, very happy. And, you know, yeah. it was a tearful moment for both of us. And I was, like, very glad that she got the opportunity to watch me play. And um, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm still happy up to now. And, you know, even though she calls me on the phone and tells me, try to score more, man. <laughs> well, you I'm, did. You made Mama proud today. I mean, yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. So, you just, you know, I was very happy that she was opportune to get me, you know, see me play. She's in New York and not uh, 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 a lot that we have games in New York, you right, know. Absolutely. So, we, we have different games all over the place. And she's not able to leave work and travel five hours. And come watching play is kind of like difficult for her so i was very glad that she was she got a chance to see me play and when she saw me she was stunned and she was looking up you're like oh my gosh you look different you look fit i saw the way you running you know she was very happy and i'm glad that she i'll say it again i'm very very happy that she gets to watch me play well first it, time. and bruin fans are so happy to watch your development yes. kenny what, what's your christmas like what, what are you gonna do what my christmas like first let's get back in the gym and you know i don't want to take all this day off and uh you know come back and because we get into conference play so we gotta st stick with the gym and then keep working and you know trying to have a little bit more fun but not a too much fun you know right. yeah. yeah it's a good balance mm -hmm. all right well hey from all of us and every bruin fan uh, love watching you play you've worked so hard Thanks. you earned this congratulations sure. the nigerian ninja you're not sneaking up on anybody <laughs> anymore Nigerian ninja. that's a new one <laughs> I, that's you but, but you're not scaring anybody anymore you can't sneak up anymore because right. they know your name yes, so. sir. hey very merry christmas to you buddy thank merry you for your christmas. time to everybody go bruin yeah very merry christmas to kenneth nuba originally from nigeria came to the states at the age of 15 didn't really know anybody at that point and uh, he's got so many friends on campus now makes friends wherever he goes 
Mick Cronin, able to join us after the broadcast, was uh, just about at its end this past Wednesday as well. Know you want to hear from the coach. And this is brought to you by our buddies at GorillaMarketing.net. They do so many things on campus and for Bruins alumni. If you've got some function coming up, you need a T-shirt thing, a sweatshirt thing, a bunch of jackets, anything printed, they can do all that, just like they've done it for the UCLA sports programs for a very long time, providing game day giveaways and creating all kinds of fun around campus. They really know what they're doing, and best of all, they are true blue Bruins through and through. Check them out at GorillaMarketing.net. Once again, that's GorillaMarketing.net. And now, Coach Mick Cronin. Josh Lewin, Tracy Murray with you. Pleasure to be joined now by Mick Cronin, the Bruins head coach. Improves to 47-6 and all-time in this building. And it's fun when the crowd gets behind you, Mick. And, and I know this is an odd start time and everything, 2 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. But uh, I thought the crowd got into it once your team got into it. Did things kind of clicked together. That was a fun one today. Wasn't fun early. Um, <laughs> we missed four layups on the first possession. Uh, but I knew today was going to be a grind. A uh, lot of respect for Coach Les. Uh, the job he does they're not easy to play against uh, they're well prepared and uh, we wanted it to be a little easier early and uh, you know that was to be expected so tough game after last week guys you know you got guys flying out tonight to go uh, to go home for Christmas um, although there's only a few of them everybody else lives here but uh Anyway, it's just not an easy game. Let's just be honest right. um, for a lot of reasons. But like I said, give them credit. Uh, and I think uh, Jalen Clark saved the day. He definitely, I think he set a record for me. I'm staring at this. I've never seen a guy get 18 deflections. Wow. Well, we thought the Sacramento State game was something, but 18, that's, uh, that's a lot. Uh, it's almost impossible. I mean, it's almost impossible. That's basically, you know, one for he, – he, so he got one for every, like, 1.9 minutes he played. <laughs> it's almost, I mean, virtually impossible. I've had teams that only had 18 deflections in a game. <laughs> he had 18 as a player. So he saved us. Um, we had too many guys standing around watching, um, thinking, well, we're going to win today. It's going to be easy, uh, you know. Wrong mentality to bring to the to bring to the game. So I wasn't happy with our mentality to start the game, but it changed as the game went on. But uh, we got to grow up because <clears throat> there's going to be uh, a lot of games where we're picked to win the game. Um, but it can be a lot harder than this. Right. And this is one of those games where I was like 2 p.m. in the afternoon on a Wednesday, and everybody's still working, and you question if crowd's going to be in the building, and and, and it, it was one of those thought processes like the Bruins have to have a business approach to this or it's going to be a rough one. So I expected an early uh, lull, but you got after them, I'm sure, at halftime. Yeah. What did you bit. say to them? I, yeah, I'm not feeling great, so I only got so much in me. You see I'm struggling to get so you can hear me. Um, you know, it's a, it's a long year. At some point, guys got to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, we should be past um, – certain things by now right you know you can't take two steps forward and one back mm -hmm. um and the leaders in our team but uh you know when Jaime comes out the first two times he touches it he throws it out of bounds and he runs over the guy mm -hmm. 
you know, it's like, dude, did you think that, like, they didn't know who you were? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you went to drive, three people were in the gap. Was that a shock to you? <laughs> I mean, you know, you just played two games on national TV and, we're, you know, we're the best player. So I, I think, you know, Coach Les is probably going to tell his guys when Hawkeyes drives, everybody go help. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just – so certain things I wasn't happy with, but we, we picked it up as we went on. We ended up with 57 deflections. Um, I was happy to get a dem 10 shots. Yeah, that's big. The one thing I wanted to work on today was throwing the ball inside. That, so we accomplished that. Well, and Kenny Nuba, who we just had on, and is always a delight, as you know. I mean, it's the best. Been, Great you know, kid. Five yeah. years, and we finally get him on the postgame show. And it was like, why have we waited so long? But, Four block shots. Yeah, yes. I, you know, and, and so active. And a couple moves, too, right? I mean, he was able to feather one up at one point, hits a couple field goals. And to see his hard work pay off like that, Coach, has got to be very gratifying for the staff. Oh, well, Darren and Kenny have worked together for a long time now. Kenny's... Uh, He's gotten in, in the best shape of his career, and that's the key for him. You know, for Kenny B, look, he's never going to be fleet of uh, foot or, uh, or have great sleight of hand. Right. But he's a big, strong dude with a great attitude, right. and he loves UCLA, loves the team, loves the program. He's just a wonderful guy. Yep. I, I think with the more they get the touches, I'm starting to see them slow down a little bit instead of be so anxious. You think they're starting to feel comfortable yeah, down there now? I think yeah, you got to get them some touches, though. Like, as you know, you get it once or twice a game, and it's hard to be, you know, real comfortable, you know. So we got to do a little bit better job with our practice of, um, like, if a Dem doesn't get the rebound, it's got to run to the front of the rim. You know, him and Kenny and Mac got to run to the front of the rim. They're, they're slowing down to set the pick and roll all the time, and then that's how they get to the front of the rim. There's a time, that, there's a time for that, but I just want them to command, carve-out space at, at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just look at we got to become a better defensive rebounding team. You know, I just thought, look, today we were relying on the fact that we were deeper and we had more talent. I don't like that. That's a dangerous way to live, very dangerous way, because you're not always going to have – more depth and more talent. Right. You know, I, I want to see toughness and physicality. And um, my assessment of players is what do you do when you don't have the ball? Hmm. Do you watch or do you play? Jalen Clark positions himself and thinks about stealing the ball way before he steals it, while other guys are resting. That's what separates him. Like people ask me if he has some, some otherworldly uh, ESP sense for the ball. Like Joshua, you know, is it something that that he has? Yeah. Other guys are lazy, and he's not. (laughs) I mean, it's the truth. (laughs) Other guys, when they're away from – Tracy played a long time. They get to the weak side spot defensively, and they go into rest mode. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm in the weak side. I'm going to rest. He gets there, and he's thinking, all right, how can I steal the next pass? Right. And it's 40 minutes of that, not just once or twice. And he pre-rotates. Right. And yeah. he anticipates. Right. And that's what guys will be resting, <laughs> watching him play. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Right. Well, they'll be resting. They're going to have a long time. They're going to have a lot of time to rest <laughs> well, while G- they're watching him play G- for the next 15 years. Well, we didn't know the 18 deflection stat. That's amazing. But uh, the stats we could quantify, also amazing. Mick, before you lose your voice completely, starting to sound like James Gandolfini, yeah, and I mean that I'm as struggling. a compliment. But uh, ha- have a very, very happy holiday, my friend. Uh, we'll see you up in the Pacific Northwest. Nice job today. Thank you. Happy holidays to everybody. All right, so the Bruins are 11-2. and two. Here's where everybody stands 13 games in and about to start things up against Washington State and Washington right around New Year's weekend in true conference play. Jaime Jaquez leads the way, averaging 17 points a game, and he's got 6.5 rebounds a game, too. Jalen Clark is the actual leading rebounder, though. He averages 6.7 rebounds a game, 15.7 points. He's already up to 32 steals. Hawkins, by the way, has 24, not too far behind. Two outstanding defensive players. Tiger Campbell, 13.3 points a game. His assist total, not as bulky as we thought it might be. Thought he might be averaging maybe six a game. He's averaging closer to four, but he's not turning the ball over very much, which is key. David Singleton hitting all those threes. In fact, 52.6% of them. He has 30 out of 57. He averages 10.1 points a game. He's turned it over only six times all year, and he's played about 350 minutes. Amari Bailey, hopefully his ankle's okay. He tweaked it in that uh, game against UC Davis. He's averaging 9.5 per game right now. Then Adem Bona, he's coming along. He's got the 9.5 points a game. Still need more rebounds out of him, 4.5 per game right now. Dylan Andrews averaging 3.5 so far per game in terms of points. Kenny Nuba, 2.2. Abramo Sanka, the guy that's come in from Italy, averaging 2 a game. Mac Etienne averaging 1.2. Same with Will McClendon. So, as the Bruins now overall are averaging 80.3 points a game, as I'm sure Mick would be the first to tell you, it's not so much the offense, it's the defense. And the Bruins are allowing only 61 points a game. And ever since all that happened in Vegas, those back-to-back losses, giving up 79 and 80 points to Illinois and Baylor, it's been really about 53 points a game. They gave up 54 in that one against UC Davis this past Wednesday. Again, the happy final. Bruins 81 and the Aggies 54. Talk to you again next week when the Bruins will have played against Washington State and Washington. For now, this is Josh Lewin. We say four is up and go Bruins.